Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. There's more that concerns drivers than high gas prices. Many want to understand why the gas prices fluctuate so much even between gas stations that are often within blocks of each other. A Washington Post story last week explored why this is the case. Managing editor of Regulation Magazine Tom Fiery digs a little bit deeper. Why is there such a disparity in gas prices across the country and even within the same city? Well, there's a number of different factors. The Post article itself is very interesting being here in Washington, D.C., because, of course, we have three separate states or de facto states in this area, all with their different tax regimes, all with their different regulatory regimes. Maryland, Virginia, D.C. each have different gasoline prices. Maryland and D.C. have a specific cent amount of tax on their gasoline. Virginia has a specific cent amount plus a percentage amount in northern Virginia, which means the more gasoline goes up, the more the tax goes up as well because the percentage adjusts upward. So there's one set of problems. Another is regulatory problems, uh, you know, safety as far as transporting. And then, of course, transport itself causes problems. You know, a tanker truck trying to come into D.C. has to wind its way through streets. Drivers demand more. You need higher skilled drivers. You have to pay them more. So those, there's some problems. And then, of course, the other is regulatory issues. Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. have a number of very bizarre little regulations that help decrease competition between gas stations, which then means prices go up for drivers because it's harder for us to shop and compare prices. And these are things like what they call predatory pricing laws. These are what they call divorcement laws. And then now they have something that they're talking about passing called zone pricing laws. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Is that all there is to the story? No, that's actually the one disappointing thing about the Post article, because it missed what's the most important part of the story, what's the one, the thing that most drives gasoline prices anywhere. And that's simply competition. That's simply the number of people demanding gasoline. If you have a lot of gas stations in an area, they're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get customers, especially if there's not that many customers. So the prices are going to go down, down, down. They're going to squeeze out profits, squeeze out rents, what economists call rents, extra profits that don't need to be there, until gasoline prices are low. The only thing that holds down gasoline prices, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that holds down gasoline prices is competition. If you don't have it, if you weaken it, which Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. do, if you don't have competition, prices are going to drift upward. You mentioned zone pricing before. That's an interesting story. There's actually three things I mentioned that I probably flew too fast for your listeners, and so let's hit them. I talked about something called a divorcement law, something called a predatory pricing law, and something called a zone pricing law. These are wonderful little pieces of corporate welfare that hardly anyone knows about because they slide through the legislature, they slide through city council, and no one seems to notice them. But they end up adding a penny, a nickel, a dime to each gallon of gasoline that you buy. And if you don't like that, you should uh, get excited and, and worry about these things. Divorcement law passed in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia back in the 70s. And they're one of three of only like five or six states in the entire nation that has them. But what they do is they require that all gasoline sold in the area be sold through middlemen. They cannot be sold directly by refiners to the public. So an Exxon station that you go to isn't really an Exxon station. It's an Exxon station that's franchised to Joe Schmo. So he gets his cut of the pie. All gasoline here is required to go through that middleman, which of course requires another markup for that middleman to stay in business. Uh, the second one is this predatory pricing law. And what that is, Maryland has it, Virginia doesn't, D.C. doesn't, but Maryland has it. 
It prohibits gas stations from marking their prices too much lower than their competition so that it seems, quote, unquote, unfair. And believe it or not, Maryland actually has a person in the state comptroller's office whose job it is to take complaints, complaints from other gas station owners that my competitor is charging too little. And he comes out and he investigates and sees if that's true. Are they charging, quote, unquote, below the proper price, below uh, what he calls the minimum price? And how he sets the minimum price is a bit of a fiction. It's a bit of a nonsense uh, mechanism. But now the third thing, no state has this yet, but Maryland, I'm going to bet, will be the first one to price it, is what's called zone pricing. If you've ever stopped at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, and everyone knows this, gasoline price is outrageous. Why? No competition. They're charging as high as they possibly can without scaring people off. Several years ago, gas refiners started to discover that and said, well, we want a slice of that pie since you're already charging a high price anyway. So they've specifically charged higher prices to those stations to get a chunk of that price. Interestingly, it doesn't raise prices on consumers. This has been proven by Bart Wilson over at George Mason with some empirical work because always the gas price will be set depending on competition and nothing else. It's just that the refiners want a chunk of the pie. But if you pass his own pricing law, we found, what Bart found, is that it will force gas refiners to charge higher prices throughout the entire state. So then you end up paying more if you're in the city where there is competition. That's one thing the Post article got completely wrong because it sounds like from the Post article, zone pricing pushes prices up. In fact, it doesn't. It just divides up the profits differently. I just want to follow up a little bit. You mentioned the necessity of having a middleman between the refiner and the consumer. Politicians think there's a necessity, and here's why. Suppose ExxonMobil and Shell and all those guys owned their own gas stations. They didn't franchise out. Then the money would flow from the consumer to the corporate offices of ExxonMobil with some money staying behind for the employees. But there's no big wad of cash staying behind in any one person's pocket. So you pass this mandatory middleman law, this divorcement law, requiring a local entrepreneur. So a big chunk of the, the gasoline money then gets to stay in the area in a guy's pockets who then will be happy to help his political buddies who who helped pass this law. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.